Yeah, this is Wayne Bennett. I don't listen to podcasts, uh, but if I did, I wouldn't be listening to these drop kicks, okay? Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. Uh, and this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet coming to you from the filthiest storeroom located somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No, no, no chance. And we're brought... No, that's no chance. And we are brought to you with the extremely dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra's number one fan forum. Get online and get engaging. We're also brought to you by the good people at Landspeed Records. Come in and buy your LPs, your T-shirts, your CDs, all manner of paraphernalia, including your Audio Technica gear. The- finest gear there is from people who love the Camper Raiders as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast, you must love the Camper Raiders, just like our special guest star, Heather Lockley and Matt Hollywood-Leneves calling in all the way from the West Coast of America. How are you, Matthew? I'm great. I'm slightly north of Dubbo, but I'm happy to join us on another great win by the Canberra Raiders. I'd like to send some roses to Liam Knight and his family and his mother, because poor Liam was buried into that ground in Dubbo on the weekend. And I would just like to congratulate all Raiders fans, three in a row, Raiders by 56. We're looking up, and it's it's great to be here after another win, Pork. And, oh, there, uh, there was there was a point in the game, I thought 50, Raiders by 56 was almost going to come true. And you know, if it had come true, we would have been ahead of the um, of South. So I think we'd be in the eight. I think yeah, there was every chance would. it was going to be Raiders by fifty six until that referee tried to micromanage that last twenty minutes, which is yeah. kind of odd. But Mani- managed Souths into the game. Back yeah, into the but, game. Power, but power to the boys, man! Like from the very beginning to the very you know the very first minute to the last minute, it was one of those um, one of those. Uh, games where you just you're so proud of them you're so proud of their effort you know and it's it's not just the best game of this year but it's also you know the, the way that they dug in for each other defensively there, there's so much to be proud of and that's so many reasons to be cheerful and, and i guess we can move on to the rest of the it's i still it's, think the sharks game was slightly better than that one just because of the adversity they faced but yeah. I, I do take your point it was a great you team do? effort it's good to see that it's good to see they could actually lift for Papa's two fiftieth because I don't know what our record is like in milestone games, but I, I don't think it's as good as the Melbourne Storm. Let's put it that way. So uh, yeah, no, yeah. it was good. It was good that we could lift for um, the two fifty. I think though that um, what I really noticed. I mean, this is no probably not groundbreaking news for some people, but you could really see that um, the team has changed the game plan since the start of the year. I mean, the start of the year, I think we were trying to like adapt to the new six again rules and we were trying to play um a style of football that kind of mirrored you know penrith panthers and we had the the guy at 13 shifting the ball and you know we tried to sort of play expansive attack and it hasn't really it didn't really work for us and ricky has gone away from that now and we've gone back to what really works for us which is just bashing teams bashing teams overpowering them and building out not building attack not so much on um you know sparkling shifts and, and and players bodies in motion which i don't think we can do you know we we when we tried to play that style we made a lot of errors we were dropping the ball this, a lot. this is the first game though this is the first game that i i i reckon that we've actually tried to handle a bit more you know i think it's really poignant that that um ricky about 
uh, a month ago said in a press conference that the boys are nervous to play. They're not enjoying their footy. Remember, you, you yeah. remember it, Blake, because you watch yeah. them all. And he's like, they're not enjoying it and they, they look scared. This is the first, and I, I get that we had to go back to a really simple game plan, you know, a power game. We brought in a number nine that helps us get on the front foot early in the game. But this... I was really amazed at how much we were throwing it around in that first half. There was, oh, but we were throwing it around, and like all the attack, I reckon, pretty much came off the back of offloads. Like, you yeah, look, it wasn't yep. like a structured thing; it was like an offload thing. And you, people go, "Oh, the, the attack was scintillating." It was. It was great, and you know, none better than the try um, that uh, Tommy Starling passed the ball to um, to Seb Chris. You know, Seb what's interesting Chris. is the, the game that the game that we did most offloads last season was against the Sharks. The game that we did the most offloads this season was the first round against the Sharks. And then I think maybe even potentially that last game against the Sharks at Suncorp might have given us a little bit of confidence because we came out really ready to play in this game. And yeah. from the very beginning, you know, defensively, our mindset was just on point. Um, and I, I mean, I'm so proud of the way that some of those guys played. Like, you know, and I, um, we'll get to it later with some ass clowns and some reasons to be cheerful. But uh, watching the game... Um, you know, I, I seem to always be away when when the Raiders are playing. So on the weekend, I was camping um, at my son's little league field, and I woke up the next morning and I didn't know the result. And I, you know, came home and I put it on, and I, I made that choice of do I watch it live, not live, but do I watch it not knowing the result, or do I watch it knowing the result? Because when you watch a result, when you watch a game and you don't know the result, there's so much anxiety when you're a real fan mm -hmm. like we are, and. And I decided to not know the result. And I was so pleased to just see the effort that they put in and how rewarded they were for effort. You know, we seem to be a side that, you know, we, we've lost our bundle like we did last season a few times. And then this season, we looked like we were putting in the effort. We were just losing it in certain parts of the game. And and yep. this particular game, those, those, those crucial minutes when genuinely, as Raiders fans have had our hearts broken just before halftime and just after we scored 12 points and that was yeah. 10 points and it was so nice to see that and then to see savage come on and, and be able to play with a bit more freedom yeah. so well we didn't play no the thing is we didn't play nervous because when we sort of play like when we get to a lead and then we decide okay and this is last few seasons we're going to try and just hang on to that lead we start playing really nervously and we start playing really conservatively and 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 teams see that and they run over the top of us whereas you know you look at the start of the, the second half we did the short the short dropout. I mean, that showed, you know, mm -hmm. we were, we still wanted to tackle. We tried that before ball. this year too. Yeah. I just like that. We're also, we're getting our, we're getting our confidence and our strength off defense. And that was the best defensive effort we've put in this season. I get against the sharks, you know, we were down to younger, like less men and, and maybe you could look at the result and think that was probably a more courageous effort. But as far as just the impact that our team had on another forward pack and the yeah. amount of intimidation that we could put on another forward pack, that was back to, I remember when I remember watching games with the Raiders, we'd play against the Storm, and suddenly I was like, "Oh my God, we're the dominant forward pack. We're the yeah. we're the bullies," and we wouldn't always win. But this particular game, we were, and that's what gives me great confidence moving forward this season, albeit against a really tough pack next weekend. Yeah. But I was so proud of the way we just bashed South. Sydney. It was tough defense though in the outside backs as well, because um, the, the, you know they almost scored a try. Tane Milne gets the ball. And then they and absolutely Jackie. buried him, and then poor Blake went yeah. off with the HIA. Didn't come. I mean, the HIA's obviously helped us as well. Them losing their, you know, prop on the, from the from the very first hit up. It's a big know, difference, that. isn't it? Like, although, I mean, I'm on the semi trailer, but moving Tomoko over to that side, and then having Jack defend on the left with Chris, and now obviously, you know, with um, 
Kroger next weekend. It's having Tomoko moved or Timoko moved over to the right. It has made a big difference defensively because he's he's just a solid uh, numbers counter and he can actually cut down. We, the amount of tackles that we had to make one on one on our own line and we actually made them was really impressive from yeah. this team on the weekend. Yeah, I mean he hasn't been as flashy, you know, last few weeks with the ball, uh, but his defense has been, you know, outstanding. And he still, he always still, you know, makes meters and, and runs hard. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going very well. He's going very well. Three knees. Three knees. A shoe man. We, we've got all the nicknames. Who was your... Because <laughs> I, I jumped on Twitter and I looked, I looked at who, the guys who you made man of the match. So who did you guys have as man of the match on the weekend? I had... Uh, I had... Um, Joe Tarpany. Tarpany. Tarpany for me. I mean, Hutto Tarpany. was brilliant, but I had Tarpany. I had Tarpany. He played, so the whole of the first half... Then I think then then ten minutes of the second half, ongoing. He ended up playing sixty-two meters. He had ran for hundred and ninety-two. Yeah, he meters. was my man. He of had match like ninety post-contact meters. Um, the, the, you know, he barely got even put on the ground. Every time he take a run, he it's managed to stand up and play the ball. He had that one, you know, unfortunate play of the ball, but you know, nobody's absolutely perfect. He made thirty-three tackles. He didn't miss a single tackle. He was unbelievable. I think he really stepped up for um for Papa's game. Papa had a good game. Um, Hudson Young has been brilliant the last few weeks. Uh, he's really you know when uh, John Bateman left, he said that the man to fill his spot was Hudson Young, and yeah. and, and for a while there we were wondering, well, is he gonna you know how good's he going? And he got dropped earlier this season. I mean, it's it's hard to believe. He got dropped back to reserves, didn't he, for a couple of games? Um, yeah, and he, but, he got dropped last year after a strong start as well. But yeah. He's, well, I think laterally his defense has improved so much this year. Last year, you know, we were all questioning whether he's a middle or whether he's an edge player. Um, you know, like we were with so many of our forward pack, whether it was CHN or Adam Elliott. And, you know, and they've seemed to have found a groove. Maybe they're now comfortable with the fact that there is competition in the places because, you know, obviously CHN's not named this week. And a lot of Raiders fans are curious why. But if something's going on, man. There is something that we don't know, which, and, the thing about the Raiders is there's not a lot of scrutiny. On but where would he be? Where, where would, where would, whose place would he take? Adam Elliott? Well, you'd have him somewhere. Or you'd either, you'd have him somewhere on the bench. He's somewhere in instead the best of 17. Chris. Yeah. Well, I agree. I think no, instead I can... of probably Harry Rushton, isn't, is Harry Rushton in the team or no? Um, no, he's Sutton's not. Come back. Sutton's come back. Yeah. Um, no, it's, 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 I think, I think the bench is Starling, Seb Chris, Horsburgh. And uh, is it Sutton? So, yeah. But as far as that, that game on the weekend, it was a complete game that I think the team can take so much confidence out of because, you know, Schneider didn't have his best game. Defensively, he's still fantastic. But in attack, I think he was probably maybe a little bit crook. And and yet Jack Jack managed to game manage when he needed to and, and then just you know, hit in defense when he needed to. He had that great pass to Kotrick to start the, yeah. you know, our, our scoring in the first five minutes. And then we just we just buried them. And that's the way that I think this Raiders team is going to move forward is if... if oh, we can do that. Gonna... I think we can do that to a lot of teams. Whether that is good enough, you know, against the top tier, probably not. But I mean, we can definitely do that against, you know, uh, more than half the teams in the comp, I'd say. Parramatta is a real test, obviously, this weekend how well we go against them. They've got, you know, a big forward pack, big outside backs, skillful halves. They've got everything. Okay, so we're going to give the $20 man of the match voucher to Joe Tarpany. Incredible game. Uh, is there a prop forward 
going better than him in the, in the NRL right now, Matt? It's probably a couple. Of yeah, people. I don't think so. I mean, I last week we, you know, we spoke about it, and I said I think he might be the best, most informed prop in the comp, and this weekend proved it. Like his his ability to just continue to get post contact meters is as impressive as anyone playing at the moment, and and just and his strength. You know, and yeah, I was they can't watching put the him down. Again. They can't put him down. It's not just strength, no, though. It's, it's, it's it's balance. It's his. He's got his long legs. He just yeah, no, he's incredible. I wouldn't yeah, trade really him for is. any other prop in, in in the game right now. Um, you know, and hopefully no, neither would I. Before my system went um, completely on the fritz, just saying in defence, Jack Whiten's uh, defence, and specifically how he buried Cody Walker on about three occasions, they had nothing after that. Like, and you. The, the smile on his face as he does it, um, just the pure enjoyment he gets out of really bearing someone and hurting them. And it's one-on-one and it is magnificent. And the idea that he wouldn't make the state of origin team is is laughable with the injuries that are out. It's absolutely laughable. He'll, he'll be in the left center spot. Oh, you know, maybe even different from that. Uh, I would, I would have him, I would have him at, I would have him at, um, at 14 still. Over, over so would I, just because yeah. he can come on and, and still play He's as many played. minutes and, and yet be as impressive through the middle. He, he Defensively, our side is so different when if you're attacking down their right, our, our left defensively, and you're looking at him and Hudson Young, it is just phenomenal. And Kotrich, Kotrich's defense on the weekend was also fantastic. Like it was his ability to let a man release and then catch up. Like we've... We're, we're we're not leaking as many points, and I get it. South Sydney weren't as as polished as they have been, but but Jack made it personal. No, they weren't on fire. But I mean, who's going to beat Jack out for the six? He did. Who's going to beat Drone Jack Lui. out for the six jerseys in Sky Blue? I mean, really? Drone obviously should. Who should? Because I mean, Jack, Jack wasn't for? great last year in, in the game three, but he had no. Moses as his seven. But but he wasn't great, and 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 Jack's. I don't know. I'm on another group chat, and a lot of my mates are picking Hines for 14. I'd I'd, I'd rather have maybe, you know, Stags, Lomax, Graham, Crichton. You know, you, they're all kind of interchangeable, to be honest. And then, um, I'd love I'd love to see Jack at 14. That's Jack where I'll be I would 14. Have him for Jack sure. will be 14. I, I mean, Nico Hines is a great player, but he's not state of origin tough the way Jack Whiten is. There is no way he's not intimidating. Freddy, if no. you're no, they won't be picking. I think you'll see. I think you'll see Jack in the centres. Oh, look, look. Okay. That, well, that grinds my gears. Just you know that you're an idiot, but um, which you are. But um, there was something that may, has made me really quite angry, in spite of how good the Souths win and that we've won three in a row for the first well first time since 2021, which was last season when we went on the only three in a row. But I should point out the last time we went on a four in a row was ended by beating Souths out of the finals in 2020. So it would be big if we won this week, but there was something ground my gears. And you know what grinds my gears? It does. What grinds my gears is the Warriors loss. How on earth did we lose that match? How on earth? You look now at the situation we're in now, if we had not blown that thing, we are actually in the eight and there's a little bit of leeway, but we lost it. And it was an insipid, in, it, it was the worst performance I've seen for absolute years. And if at the end of the season, that's the difference between, you know, ninth and eighth or worse still fifth and fourth, um, 
gee, we're going to rue that loss. It was a really, you know, we're going to have to win one. We expect not, you know, go down to Melbourne and win to make up for that. It, it really grinds my gears. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not making fifth or fourth. I've gone, I've gone through the ladder predictor on NRL.com and I, and with like, you know, me, Blake, like with rose colored glasses mm. and we're, the best we can hope for is seventh, maybe sixth. And that's with like most results going our way, you know, like, um, and when, when I went through that predictor, you know, I, I didn't say we'd beat Penrith and I didn't say we'd beat uh, Melbourne, you know, but I, I was picking us in a lot of the games. I, I, disag- and I don't disagree. The best we can hope for is maybe seventh or sixth. In- and that game, you're right. You're right. I um, will, Hawk. but what I'm, what I'm looking at. No, do that later. Do do that I'm later. Predict the ladder to the end right of the now, and here's the key that I want to tell you about. Yeah. In in third <laughs> is the Cowboys. That's sports bet. In fourth That's is sports the Sharks. Bet. <laughs> in fifth is the Broncos, and six is the Eels. All of those sides are capable of getting an injury and dropping their bundle. If two of those sides drop their bundle and we pick it up, you can have the ladder to predict on the current form right now. But current form can absolutely drop away with an injury. Let's see what happens to the Seagulls, who are now down in 10th below us, without Tommy. Let's see what happens. They are, but there's no pressure like scoreboard pressure. And if we go on a run, if we go on a run, we put the scoreboard pressure on. If people start talking about it, don't, don't write it off now. Coming into the 2012 thing, I remember saying to people, uh, sorry, 2016, I remember saying that there was a world in which we could come second and people openly laughed at me and we did, you know, in 2012 saying there is a world where we can come sixth. And again, people are, that there is, this is the race we're talking about. They can go on a run here. If this works out well this weekend with Jamal. No, no, I think, I think we will. I think we will. I think, I think we'll win this weekend, but I, but I, I think you're right. I think that Warriors game, and it wasn't just on us. Like I get it, we we had young halves, so we couldn't bury the game. But that was the referee also didn't help it, mate. Like Matty Lodge has admitted to diving that got him back in the game, and then you know Tommy's forward forward pass. But what I'm really excited about, and I don't know if it's going to if it's already going to be in this pod because we lost you for a second, and Blake and I chatted for another twenty minutes. But what I'm really excited about is is some of those things that Ricky spoke about in the press conference about a month ago, we've now addressed. We're playing, we're enjoying our football. If you look at Hudson Young's pass, which like it or hate it, that no look pass, he's actually, they're having fun, it. you know? I loved it. I loved it but too. They're, be, they're best mates, those two as well. The reason. No, I know, but remember, remember a month ago, Ricky was saying these guys aren't enjoying it. They're not, they're not having fun. They're not actually playing. And now based on just effort and, you know, C&E, um, based on our CNA and and the bounce of the bit ball, of, bit of bit um, of B A B, a bit of the luck. <laughs> we've 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 strung together a couple of wins when we weren't playing good. Like we can all admit, the game against the Dogs, we we weren't great, and right. and and then the game against the Sharks, we weren't expansive, but we were tough, which is amazing, and 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 just goes to show you what a team can get when they look, you know, and they're looking across at each other and how tough they can play. And in that game on the weekend, they weren't just tough because we were in defense. We were also dynamic in attack for the first time in a year or two. And it's just exciting to see them play some footy. And it, it might only last a week, but 
I hate Mitchell Moses and I hope that we can stick his face into the Bruce Stadium grass because he deserves it because I've never, uh, I think we might beat Parramatta because we don't have enough replay screens around the stadium for Mitchell Moses to watch himself at how he plays. How good, how good was the sideline conversion though? It was great, but have you ever seen a bloke play a game and look up at the big screen to see how he looks? It's, it's, well, it actually oh, it mate. actually happened it actually happened didn't it to um, to Schneider? He was lining up the kick and saw himself on the big screen a couple of weeks ago, and then that was the start of his kicking woes. He wasn't able to kick a goal since then. Yeah, he's got, he's got the yip he's got the yips bad. I don't know, he's got the yips bad though. Look, um, there was someone who has definite opinions on the match on the weekend, and that was Danny Stewart. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. Well, <clears throat> it's a funny game, the old uh, rugby league, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> uh, three weeks ago, we were uh, uh, going to win the spoon. Rick was the worst coach of all time. Everyone wanted to punt him. And uh, three weeks on, uh, the birds are singing, the sun's out, and uh, we're going to win the comp again. And uh, Rick's the uh, uh, shoo-in for uh, coach of the year. <clears throat> uh, now it's been uh, well documented on this uh, podcast and me and Rick have had, more, uh, had our problems <clears throat> uh, we've uh, had our differences of opinion and uh, Rick hasn't spoken to me for the, uh, six or seven weeks but uh, I've decided it's uh, time to uh, clear the air now so uh, that's what I'm about to do <clears throat> yeah Rick Rick g'day mate it's uh, Danny you know, you're uh, half-brother, Danny. <coughs> Go and whoop myself. Oh. I'd uh, love to uh, have a beer on Monday. Yes, absolutely I would. <coughs> yep, Monday next week. Rick, uh, lock it in, mate. Uh, good, to, uh, good to hear from you again, mate. <coughs> yep, sweet as. So there it is. That uh, <coughs> uh, Myself and Rick have patched things up. Uh, that was him definitely not hanging up on me and telling me to fuck myself. Uh, Ah, <clears throat> uh, it appears I'm back in the good books. So it's just living proof that uh, Rick's a forgiving man and uh, those that uh, wouldn't have a crack at him a few weeks ago, if you uh, extend the olive branch now and uh, give him a bit of a rep, uh, I'm sure he'll be more than willing to come around. <clears throat> uh, so that's three in a row for the uh, boys. Uh, things are on the up. Uh, Jamal's back in the side. Uh, it speaks volumes about a uh, footy club that uh, you can leave uh, player of the calibre of Matty Frulli out. I'll tell you what, this uh, this club has more depth than the uh, Arafura Sea. <clears throat> uh, but three in a row, things are on the up and uh, looking forward to Sunday and go you green machine. Well, that's Danny Stewart for you. No questions about him. He's uh, he's his own man. Would agree with that. Look, it's time to get in for Jersey's Megastore who are down there in Iron Knob Fish, on Iron Knob Street, Fishwick, just behind the cock. Um, Jersey's Megastore, great sponsor of the greenhouse. Get down there. They, if they don't have your jersey, I'll be surprised. Um, or alternatively, you support a complete loser team. Um, one of those two. Um, so let's have a look at the team list. Uh, the Raiders, we got Javier Savage. He's going to be at number one. Then on the wings, we've got Kotrick and we've got Rapiner. In the centres, we've got Jared Croke coming back from his shoulder injury with Matt Tim- Timoko. Then in the halves, we have what we always thought was going to be our halves pairing for the year, Jamal Fogarty and Jack Whiten. In the front row, it's Papali'i, Tarpane and Wolford retaining his spot. Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead, who I think 
was fantastic on the weekend again. Um, and, and back back to his best form, hurting people, scaring people. Then we've got Adam Elliott locking the scrum on the bench. It's Tom Starling, Ryan Sutton, Sebastian Chris and Corey Horsburgh. Now, the unfortunate news here is that, of course, we've got to play someone, and that is the Eels, and they've got pretty much a full-strength side here. There's only one player they're missing, and he could actually be back in. So they have Gutherson at the back. Um, talking about players I, I've grown a dislike for, I think the Gutherino dance and that sort of stuff. Not really keen on it. Um, then we've got Wonga Blake back in the side. He he can dent a hole. He's pretty fast. He's you know he's a good player. On the other wing, it's Bailey Simonson. He'll have a point to prove against us, but you know pretty much unceremoniously axing him. I think that can be made billically. In the centres, they got Will Penasini, who um, is not the complete footballer yet, but I think we can agree he's got a lot of potential. Then Tom Opacic is a bit of a journeyman. He does a job. He gets he the job, job done. I think we'll agree. He's done a job against us uh, at Bruce Stadium. He does a he job for the in Cowboys the halves. Against Croker. I don't know if you guys remember, but he scored one of the winning tries about four years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and we got Dylan Brown in their halves. Now, a couple of seasons ago, I um, had questions over Dylan Brown's defence. I no longer do. This this guy is going to be a really, really good 5'8". He pretty much already is now, but he's not the de- defensive liability he once was. Mitch Moses, unfortunately, is in good form. Um, he is a good player. Um, I hope he's a flat-track bully and that the, the blowtorch goes on his belly, but they've had some really good wins. We'll put a lot of pressure on he's not. That'll anymore. be part of the game plan. I mean, we used to have a lot of success um, running likes yeah, of Piper, I know, and, but, you know, when he was at the Tigers, but no, obviously the, the, the plan will be to... But that's right, but you think the Panthers and, and the Storm didn't do yeah. that? Kick pressure. You Kick know. pressure. Yeah, that's so, that's, yeah. that's and our game plan. you got RCG in the front row for them and Junior Paulo. Yeah, well, you got you've got RCG in the front row with Junior Paulo locked. Uh, you know, hooker with Reed Marnie, uh, Sean Lane and uh, Nakore in the second row with Isaiah Papali'i yeah, at the lock. On the bench, they got Makatoa, they got Ryan Madison, they've got Oregon Kafusi, and they've got Nathan Brown. Both sides have an 18th man. They've got Bryce Cartwright. Now, I hope he's brought in as 18th man. I love playing against Bryce, and we've got Rob Schneider as our 18th man. So. That's that's a that's tough just, side to play right there. Oh, and the other thing of note is that uh, is Mike Acevo's well, on the Aren't we going to cover bench, that, so gonna cover that on the, the and, extended you know. bench segment? Just get straight into the extended bench. Come on. Well, c- can you the sing extended, the song? Extended bench. Come on, you sing the, the song. extended bench. <laughs> that's very good, lads. That's very Paul doesn't good want to do it because okay, he's in so For the Raiders, we have Harry yeah, Russell. in the office. That's very true. Uh, it's in my lunch break in the office and uh, probably not going to go down too well. We've got Harry Rushton, uh, 19. We've got James Schiller, 20. CHN, we've we haven't discussed really that in 21. What, what, what's quite he sure done? quite sure why. Something's happened. Well, I, I don't know why. Well, there's, someone said he threw a ball at someone in the Sharks match when a penalty went against him and that's gone against I cannot possibly believe that's the reason. So I, I think, you know, this is the thing about Rick. He decides on who's the best player in the spot. He also um, holds a grudge, and though. And if he thinks that player isn't quite <laughs> the thing, he certainly does. But I haven't seen or I've heard. Made, I've made that was the CEO of the Sharks. I've made that was the CEO in the Sharks back in the day when Rick was there, and a, a player missed a tackle, and didn't put in. Uh, it was a halfback, and Rick was like, "He'll never play first grade again." And then he never picked him. The guy played like three Frank first Kamali. grade games. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't Brad, but it's Tim Smith. It's, who was there? I'm trying to think who was there. Who was your mate? Damon Keo. Yes. Was it really? <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, we'll leave that one alone. He knew how to party, um, didn't he? Then we got Trey Mooney in the 22, Emre Gula in the 23. Yes, shut up. We'll leave that one alone. It's a friend, all right? Um, we got Matt Frawley in the 24, and as I said before, Brad Schneider in you said the Rob 18th before, jersey. The for them, they've got Jake Arthur in 19. Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm mixing it up. <laughs> Mixing it up. Um, Jake Arthur in 19, Mitch Rain in 20, Hayes Perham in 21, Sean Russell in 22, Kai Rodwell in 23, Mike Acevo 24, and Bryce Cartwright in 18. The officials, Todd Smith. Todd Smith uh, is the referee. Matt Noyan as the review. Yeah. We got Kai Rodwell. Is Kai Rodwell related to Brett yeah, we got Casey Badger on one wing and Mike Maybe. was on the other one. Brett Rodwell was the manager. I believe, or Matt Rodwell. I, yeah, I know things since Matt Rodwell. Somebody Rodwell, um, the kid of, but I I'm know not he certain. Got his bench too. I got a feeling. But uh, yeah, he's 1999. I think it's. I think he's. I think. I think he's a Matt Rodwell. Uh, yeah, yeah. And your feeling is right. Your feeling is right. Well, you got Mitch Rain. You got Mike Acevo on there versus CHN. Oh no, we got the shoe man there. Oh no! Yes. From the extended bench, of the Raiders. Raiders by fifty-six. There we go. Right now, someone who's actually done some, yeah, someone who's actually done some good analysis of this match, and that's reasoned. Uh, it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans! Another great win last week, built on a really aggressive platform from the forwards. Our props and Hudson Young were the clear standouts. Corey Horsburgh probably had his best game for us, with Whiten and Kotrick also having a large say in who won the game. A huge congrats to Big Papa for getting to 250 as well. Now on to this week. I will be watching our defensive line very closely. As Matt has pointed out on the pod, CNK spends a lot of time in the line making tackles. It'll be very interesting to see how Fogarty goes at seven for us as well. Now I won't sugarcoat things. <clears throat> Parramatta are a very formidable side. Excellent props, arguably even better second rowers and Papali'i in at lock for them this week. Moses and Brown have been in good reason, well, good form, certainly reasonable form and maybe a little bit more consistent. Gutherson is always solid and it's pretty hard for me to pick some really clear weaknesses in their team. The good news is that Parramatta have had a tough three or four weeks. A game last week which they stole right at the death. A loss to the Roosters the week before, then games against Penrith and Cowboys before that. Let's hope their forwards are feeling feeling all of that a little bit, as ours probably are as well from the last two weeks. Now, one thing I do think about Parramatta is the back five can be a bit of a weakness. We need to try and isolate the wingers and the three quarters with early ball and plenty of space when we're attacking. When we kick the ball, kick it away from Gutho, isolate the wingers and get up and belt them. With their big pack, we want quick play the balls with small men darting in and out to find gaps like Savage did for his try last week. We need to try and keep their props quiet. In defence... I want to say more. I want to see more of the same from Hudson Young. He did a great job pesting the halves and worrying them out of balls last week. 
Don't give Moses and Brown any space and slowly strangle them from the inside out. We also need to get up and tackle their second rowers in our red zone. If we keep pushing them back towards the middle, if our defence is good enough to hold them, I think we can get home in a really tight one. Enjoy your footy this weekend and go, you green machine. Okay, well, I mean, and that's the reality. I mean, Arnie J, he's he's off the clock. He's a loose unit. He's a very loose unit. Um, it's good to know he's out of incarceration. Looks like uh, Nick Gabar's going to get him off his charges. So hopefully, you know, he won't have to be reporting from the inside of Coombe Jail going forward. But um, another pork. We haven't talked about um, Chance. He's now out for an extended period. We've barely mentioned the fact that Jamal Fogarty's come back into the yeah, side. Yeah, that hamstring, six what's weeks, it, six weeks? Doctor, traditional diagnosis, one to two weeks, is blown <laughs> out to six weeks. And look, six weeks is, is, is a big one. And the thing about those hamstring injuries, CNK is notorious for, for coming back quickly. But you can't come back from a six-week hamstring injury early because those are the sort of injuries. You come back early, you can do it again, and you know, no. you're know you in a world of hurt. And the next thing you know, you, you we, we've got another... Um, Dvojevic on our hands, you know, and we're sending him to to America for to, for like yep. specialists. So yeah, we've, he's going to be out for a full six weeks. It, you mean Latrell yeah, Mitchell, but and Turbo. I'm, wor- I'm really worried. Today. I'm really worried about and Tom and Tom Turbo. You got I'm that? Really worried about the CNK injury. You know, like he, he was. You know, he was just starting to really hit his straps um, for our side, and and watching that game on the weekend. The amount of times that he takes that really nasty carry, which might be the out of your own end, might be the third or the fourth tackle. Like it's, it's usually no, it's probably the third tackle. So usually, you know, one of the wingers will take the first hit up, and then another winger will take the next one, and then the opposition defensive line gets set, and CNK takes that nasty one, that one that no one wants to take, and he takes it straight into their defensive line, and he does so much work that I'm. I'm really worried at, at how much he means to this team and how much we're going to miss him this weekend. I get yep. Savage has the upside. We saw it. His open field running yeah. is But incredible. the flip side to that, of course, was that, that the miss, you know, the miss. Miss uh, tackle, yeah. He, he yeah. Missed that, and it wasn't even a good effort, you know. And, yeah. and But he's, you, you, he's you learning score, the game. You score a try and then you score a try and then you let in a try and it's, like it's kind of cancelled each other out. It's like the Dufty thing. You could score two tries, but if he lets in three... You know, are you yeah. Really head? yeah, we're gonna miss we're gonna miss chance big time. I mean, even the way he injured himself, you know, there was the desperate effort to stop the forty twenty. That sort of sums up, you know, his his C and E. He's he's got and he was face. just and he was and he was just getting back to that right. Like, you yeah. know, obviously he had some yip issue, yip issues at the beginning of the season with his catching, mm. and but he was just starting to get that confidence back. He was getting used to contact again. I mean, it can't be easy going out with a neck injury. And then coming no. back to playing rugby league, where you you're, not, no. you're one of the Look, smallest guys the on thing. the field, he, he, like with a neck injury, it's like it, it, something goes the wrong way in the first few games back. Mm. You might never walk again. So he just you could just see he was getting used to the contact. Well, here's my smokescreen. Yep. My smokescreen for this week, right, is maybe Harvey isn't going to play, and all of a sudden he's going to get pulled out, and we're going to see young Mister Schiller no. come into the wing, and we're going to see no. Rapa go across the fullback. No. I don't think that'll happen. Schiller's been playing no, fullback. That's, in that's, that's another part, terrible. But... We're going to add that to the terrible pork predictions that will never happen. 
Well, you think about it. You think about it. They'll they'll be seeing they'll be seeing Harvey there. They they'll will. Be making they'll be making plans, all their plans. But I think Ricky yeah, right? now. All of a sudden, Harvey. The rapper can't play eighty minutes at fullback. He can't. No. He's not fit enough. Well, it's... he is fit enough, but the way that he plays, like at one hundred percent effort all the time, he runs out of gas if he's playing fullback. And, we, and that got showed. Savage is playing fullback. That's true. You ask clowns have criticised him, but now it's his chance to, to step up. Uh, okay, Buffett, mate. I just said he might not be ready. And, and part of the game... You, have called, him, you he... called him a shiny silver thing. <laughs> he maybe is. All right, now, how that do you That had sort of seduced about... the Raiders fans with, like, trinkets. Like, oh, don't be deceived by the shiny silver thing. The shiny new thing. Yeah, yeah well... Yeah, you're the one who pulled. You're the one who's been calling for Ricky to be sacked. Where are you? I've now, never. If you want I to have talk never about stuff, where, where are you standing sacked. now? But you know, in in terms of mm-hmm. your smoke screen, of your smoke screen of of um of James Schiller, yeah, you really, James you really Schiller, have, uh, you really have coming in on the wing and Rupert going to fullback. Maybe Schneider will play center. Maybe he'll be called in to play center. All right, so we've got there'll be some back, other right? like permutation. Maybe we've got he Fody will. Back and. What I'm nervous about is when Madison comes on and Isaiah Madison's Papali'i been moves great. to an edge. He, yeah, Madison's been, been playing great. great. But when he comes on and Papali'i moves to the edge, where's he defending? You know, like, is he running at, is he running at Fogarty or is he running at Whiten? Mm. That's what I'm nervous about. Yeah. And then the other thing that, you know... Well, uh, that's that's one of my theories about CHN not being there is because maybe what they're doing is surrounding Fogarty with um, minders and CHN isn't seen he as wasn't a minder. last week. But, but Fogarty can tackle, man. Fogarty, have you seen the buddy, the guns on the dude? He can tackle. Yeah, but there's no match fitness. That's the thing. See, Toots is coming back into the side and we know he's been out, what, for two, three weeks now. But we also know that he had a lot of matches under his belt, so it's not a thing. I, how is Fogarty, if they run at him, if they make him make over 15 tackles, how is he going to have yeah. the gas to I'm, see I'm also match? curious. Like, and, and how is that is possible? I'm, I'm happy to have Toots back because he, he brings just a level, you know, a guy that's played 292 games. So especially in a big game against Parramatta when – it, it's going to be close. So you want to have the amount of the most amount of level heads on the pitch, but I, I'm also curious. And also the goal kicking. Yeah, I guess you're right, actually. Maybe that's the reason. Cause I, I'm kind of curious why, you know, only three weeks ago he was third choice. He was not like semi Valavi was number one. Chris was two. Croker was three. And Valamai, his best game was arguably the last game that he played for us. And now he's he's named in New South Cup. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's leadership. It's all leadership because when Toots came back into that side, we won, and it, it was times we could have lost. And what it was was leadership, and he came back and he immediately Defensively provided especially. it. And that's yeah. what's changed the thing. It's not just how you play. Yeah, it, well, it was, and his defence was good. But when the blow touched on the belly, he was not found wanting. You know, so that that that's the key. Um, but yes, moving right along, um, it, it's probably time to get a little bit of you know, a little bit uh, you know, left to centre and uh, see what Lord Funkington thinks. G'day everyone, Lord Funkington here. Three wins in a row, three weeks wearing the green jersey, three weeks not calling the team the milk. Don't call the team the milk. Hashtag it. No more milk. Now that I've got that out of the way. On to win four, the Parramatta Eels, who needed some really dodgy refereeing to get past an absolutely shithouse Manly team last week. It was a pretty decent sideline conversion, but who cares? All about the Raiders this week. 
We're feeling good. We're doing well. Joe Tarpany and uh, Josh Pabaliti are the best forward pairing in the competition. We've got Jamal Fogarty coming back. Well, coming back, coming in for the first time. He's going to carve them up. Everyone's going to carve them up. Sing it with me, everyone. It'll be the Raiders by 56. Raiders by 56. That's a big call. Big call. Matthew, do you see that? I saw it last week. This week. And now I'm more inclined to say Raiders by 5.6. Rather than fifty six <laughs> this week, but but there's no there's been no point this season outside of maybe the game against Penrith, but maybe Parramatta can step up for those games. They've really impressed me. You know, like that first game against the Gold Coast, they were all attack, and then they were all you know they yeah. couldn't defend. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can, you know, manipulate them. And going back on going back on our on our run sheet, one of the things that I'm I'm mm. I'm I'm fond of and remembering is remember when we played Blake Ferguson for the first time when he was, I think, yeah. at Parramatta. Poor guy. And we really just focused on... Really kick. messed up his nose. Yeah, and more. kicked to his corner and tackled him with the ball. And if if Wanga Blake is on the wing, we're going to do that to him. And yeah. if Mike is on the wing, we're going to do it to him. We're going to try and take their, weak, their strength and turn it into their weakness. And, you know, some of those guys, they're not... They're great finishing and they're, they're great attacking rugby league players, but they're not necessarily the most confident when the pump's on them. And and I yeah. feel like the way that we're playing at the moment and the way that we're being able to finish our sets because of our dominant forward play and our kicking game, I have a feeling we're going to be able to put a bit of pressure on their their back three and um, and try and get the, into the, the arm wrestle. The thing about Parramatta is they do really well against um, the good teams and really bad against the shit teams. So hopefully... They've got us pegged as a shit team and not a good team, and that'll play in our favour. Blake, Blake. Oh, oh so now you just don't want Ricky sacked. You're also calling us a shit team. Look, it's time to hear. It's time to go over on the other side of the opponents and find out what Brad Arthur thinks. Yeah, look, yeah, how he's going. It's uh, Paramount Reels head coach Brad Arthur here. Uh, it's a real honour to be uh, appearing on your podcast. Um, yeah, look, yeah, what's it called again? Um, Brady's review with uh, Jake and the dog. Uh, yeah, look, um, we got a really good role for you blokes these days. Um, uh, yeah, look, I know a lot of the uh, Parramatta Reels diehard members and uh, fans, uh, they've got a real soft spot for the Raiders and for Rick in particular. Uh, yeah, look, you know, he really uh, cleaned out the joint, got the uh, whiteboard out and uh, uh, got rid of the dead wood uh, just after 2013 there and... Uh, a lot of the success that we've been having recently, um, yeah, we owe it all to you, Rick. Uh, yeah, look, uh, yeah, I know I owe the bloke for uh, yeah, getting the gig in the first place. So uh, cheers for that, Rick. Yeah, I know, I know when uh, Rick sets foot in, uh, in uh, Parramatta these days, he's normally mobbed by his uh, adoring fans that uh, yeah, really appreciate what he did for the uh, Mighty Blue and Golds. Uh, so yeah, look, yeah, it should be uh, an absolute uh, cracker on the Sunday. Uh, it's been a pleasure to uh, appear on your show, and uh, yeah, look, yeah, have a good show, boys. Now it's time for the segment that everybody loves the best for Raiders Plumbing, because if you've got an ass, you got to crack, and if you want crack, you got to go to Raiders Plumbing. It's time for Ass Clown of the Week. Like. That's the most that's the most subdued ass clown of the week. Ass clown of the week. It has to be. I mean, some perennial ass clowns, and of course, probably the greatest of all is is your good self, the pork. Last week, laying the boot into Xavier Savage, it was absolutely ridiculous. Matt, you don't totally escape criticism on this one either. Like I said, the Chinese new thing that was pretty insulting. But um, 
Pork last week you wanted to you wanted to pack him off you wanted to send him you basically offered to drive him to Redcliffe. No, I said he's got a lift. That was a disgraceful. Call. I said he's got a lift. I stand by. <laughs> no, you said you said he can you said he can go to Redcliffe right now as far as I'm concerned. If he concerned. doesn't lift, that was the most if ridiculous. If he doesn't lift, he needs to start so start I, showing. How our, could? Our and I think I think there's a lot of mistakes in I I think there's a lot of mistakes in Xavier's game and you know there's there's a lot Back of upside. What's Back that? the kid. Don't lay the boot into the kid. I'm not, I'm not laying the boot, man. I'm not laying the boot, but I, would, I wouldn't pick him over CNK. No, and that's my point. Well, the, 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 the decision has now been taken. And look, you know. And I would pick him there. at fullback. When you asked me last week, what, what do I think about Xavier Savage? I said he's our future fullback. And I know this week we signed. The future came quickly. Oh, please. Yeah. But we signed, you know, we signed um, Chevy Chase or Chevy someone from the Cronulla Sharks, right? As our long-term new fullback from Jersey Flick. No, he's not. Xavier Savage is our future fullback. And he's he's got, he could potentially be as good as anyone that's playing the game at the moment outside of maybe, you know, Tommy T. Like he's, yeah. right. you know, well, like Tommy he could potentially Tommy, be as good best. as a desk. Okay. We've, okay. Seen okay. The so we've seen the best of Tommy T. We, we've heard your, your ask there of the week. Mine is uh, Mr. Mark Wisman at Wisman underscore Mark. He's a South supporter. This Brilliant. is getting, this is getting, getting edited personal. out. This is getting edited no, this out. Is, this is fantastic. Having, Didn't you see having his tweet? Twitter trolls. I loved it. Yeah, he's a, he's a troll. He's messing with yeah, you. I know. Having Twitter trolls as was. your ask I, 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 is no, no, not eligible. I didn't think he was a troll. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious the reaction it got. I thought the whole thing was hilarious. Um, I laughed and laughed and laughed. I thought the people who got upset about it were – it was hilarious. Anyway, they're my ask plans of the week, not this guy. That's my point. Who's your ask plan, Matthew? Mine, mine's an obvious one. I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I'll say it again. It's Steve Blockeroach. Oh, yes. We, as Raiders fans, are subjected to secondary commentary teams at times. And once again, we're given Blocker calling it from probably a studio in Sydney. And I obviously watched No, nah, he was at... He was, at um, was he at Dubbo? He at Dubbo well, he, he said, needs yeah, he to clean his glasses or do a better job because it was... a a, a poor, it was abhorrent the way that he commentated that game. Well, the and it wasn't just the Dallium voting at the end. Yeah, Joey Tarpany was the best player Tarpany. on the field by far, by far. Now I get undoubtedly Hutto did some great stuff, you know, and he and pivotal stuff that helped us win the game. But Tarpany, it's one of the better games you'll see a prop play in the competition all year, and it was consistent. And it, he played sixty-eight minutes. He played the entire first half and then he came on in the second half and he played another 10 minutes and then he had another stint at the end of the game. Um, he got robbed by a couple of awful refereeing decisions in the play the ball, you know, and as the game started to turn against South Sydney, uh, Cody Walker had his hands on the ball almost every tackle because he was just trying to turn the game. Um, but uh, Blocker Roach's commentary was, I mean, we have a an E rating. It was fucking pathetic. Mate. <laughs> like it was terrible. It was terrible. And, and then he goes off some weird tangent. So can someone, the funniest bit, the funniest bit in his commentary where he was shocked that um, Alex Johnson was able to run down rap after rapper got that ball. He was shocked. Oh, that Alex Johnson. <laughs> no, but like they, they, is not they, fast. Had, they had like Rapper's three knock-ons that were blatant knock-ons that the referee didn't call it. And Blocker was like, didn't call it. And then, you know, there was one where, um, 
Schneider was taken out, and admittedly, Schneider kind of took a little bit of an Oscar award twice. That that's, was weird. that's that's one thing which I'm I'm kind of maybe glad Schneider, that Schneider's Schneider not playing won. this weekend. Schneider's playing for the the, the Shepherd. He did it three times on the weekend. Yeah, the Schneider one was a bit weird, it. where he actually tackled people's and they called an obstruction. But it was it was beside the point anyway because it wasn't a try. So no, Sass but Campbell Graham knocked anyway, it on so. twice. They didn't call it. Joey Taps at the end of the game when we could have probably got to Raiders by 56. He went to play the ball and Walker's hands are all over it and the referee didn't call it. And what 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 I didn't get is we didn't go for the captain's challenge. You know, like yeah. Elliot Whitehead swallowed the swallowed the pee or whatever you call it. Yeah. Well there was the one there was the one earlier in the game where um he had the ball, Elliot had the ball knocked out of his hands. And they called yeah. it a knock on against the Raiders. So if we challenged that, we would have won that as well. Well, but I guess they didn't knocked wanna, it back. I guess they're wary of wasting challenges as they have done in the past. So Ricky's probably said to them, "Don't go the captain's challenge unless you absolutely don't need listen to a rapper." And, you know, yeah, okay, but rapper, there, there but is no question that Blocker was definitely an ask that, if for nothing else, not giving Joe Tarpany not even one vote. That is astounding. It's yeah. very rare that this panel of three idiots agrees conclusively on who the player of the match was, and there's no question it was Joe Tupper. That's where none. That's where 100%, the Dallium voting needs to change. The whole process needs to change. It doesn't need to be a 3-2-1. It needs to be maybe... Um, Let the fans decide. Oh, yes. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be good at that. Okay. Ring, but now... Ring a double double five number, and then the NRL can generate some income. Talking, oh, so talking about things NRL that need to Ida. change and lift, it's time for... Who's got to lift? Who's got to lift? Who... Now, don't say Xavier Savage. Xavier Savage needs to lift. Okay. He's at fullback. No, don't say Xavier Savage. And, and, and don't say Jamal Fogarty. How's he lift? He hasn't even played Jamal a game Fogarty for the Raiders. How's he supposed to lift? I'm going to say both and of have those. You, have, you had a, have you had a look at him? Have you seen him? He does plenty of lifting. Okay, mate. why? <laughs> why? Have you seen the guns? Have you seen the legs? Why don't I send you the rundown if you're just going to say everything for me? No, they've both got to lift. Jamal's got to come back in. He's got to play 80 minutes. He's got to make his tackles. And Xavier's got to make his tackles and not get ragdolled. He will play 80 minutes and he will... They got to lift. This is just the thing. This is reality. Rick will be saying the same thing to him. It's just the reality of the situation. The thing about... One one thing I will say about Xavier Savage and was the comments in a recent press conference from Ricky saying that Xavier's got to work on his fitness and he's got to do more video. That concerns me a little bit. Like, why isn't he working on his fitness? Why isn't he doing No, but fitness is... It's it's a game fitness. And what I noticed with Xavier is it's not necessarily uh, him specifically, but it's when you compare him to CNK is the second and third efforts, the, yeah. the amount of work that Chance can do in the line defensively and then back up in the line and then back up and get the kick, Xavier's just not there. He's, he's not able to defend in the line and then cover to the edges like CNK does. And that's probably what he's trying to train him to. And I don't think you can do that outside of game. So maybe, you know, having more games yeah, is going to help him, obviously. But what's going to be really tricky is you know, there are three or four kickers in the competition that can manipulate you. You know, Dally's Cherry Evans is one, Nathan Cleary's one, um, Matt Burton's Moses, one, and, and Mitchell right Moses is the other. Yeah, you right know? And I, you're leaving out Chad Townsend. He got all, Chad Townsend's been attacked. Chad Townsend's been attacked by a lot of people, especially Sharkies fans. But make no mistake, there's a reason they're in third, and one of them is field position. And he gives it to them. He's, he's also kicking. in that. His kicking is fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Adam fantastic. Reynolds is another, you know. But as far as like those attacking kicks go, like I, I get Matt um, Frawley, Chad Townsend. Matt and, Don't forget Matt Frawley. Oh, sorry. And, One of the it's a shoe, man. Brookvale, 2021. It was, three tries. It was magnificent. Six drop, sip, 
sick dropouts. And but then that, I'm really worried that Mitchell's going to put up those bombs and it's going to expose Xavier. Yeah, well, but apart from things to be scared about, there are, in fact, reasons to be <laughs> cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, and uh, three on the trot. I mean, that can't be beat. Um, it's a great feeling. Uh, Jamal Fogarty coming, Fogarty coming back. That's got to be a reason to be cheerful. Hudson Young continuing good form has to be a reason to cheerful because we, if we're going to do anything, he needs to keep doing what he's doing. And Joe Tarpanay just mm-hmm. like, and I hate agreeing with Blake. It, it goes against my religion. But um, Joe Tarpanay is, I believe, right now the best front rower in the competition. Yeah, well, you agree with me too, mate. I said it last week. But Hutto, how how much does Hudson Young remind you of maybe a better version at a younger age of Tarek Sims? You know, like he kind of plays that sort of game. Like not Tarek as angry, not, not as, as angry, angry, a bit smaller. But it's more a, maybe if, when he was back in the eye gouging days. Yeah, but if, if, you, morph <laughs> Sims, angry, if you morph Tarek Sims with Cam Murray. That that, yeah. not, that, that. not as ball playing as Cam, but I'm. There was there was I'm a game. I'm so happy that, to have Fogarty back, man. Like or Fogarty, like there was a game for um, the Cowboys when Tarek Sims. It must have been about 2012 or 2013, something like that. And he played at Bruce Stadium. He played as good a game as I've seen a forward. Was ever that play. the one when yeah, him and, and when Tommy Leroy Lars did that incredible smash together? Like it was one of the. Yeah, it was the game. It was the game where Campisi made a comeback, oh. and it ended almost as quickly as it began. And also, um, Josh Dugan managed to injure himself as well. So we had Campisi and Dugan dis- both. I cannot field. distinguish Josh Dugan in a match getting injured from any match. Like that was every match, Mister Glass, absolute Mister Glass. So you got to listen. Yeah, um, but, but Tarek, obviously, Tarek's such an enforcer, and he plays the game at such a high cool. level, and we. And, it's it's amazing to see we have a we have a guy on an edge that can do that as well and you know and he enjoys the contact he enjoys being tough um you know he makes it personal i've I've been really excited by the raiders over the last two weeks uh we've come up against two incredibly dominant edge players um whether it's central or the back row in Matangi and um talakai and we've shut them down you know, speaking, so this... of shutting, speaking of shutting things down, I think we've got to wrap up, Matt. The Porks frantically um, typing messages. I've got to go, like, really soon. If you hadn't stuffed up your audio and your video for, like, 15 minutes, we wouldn't be so time poor. Have you got a listener of the week for us? We do. We've got a listener of the week. Patient L. Rob um, left reviews on iTunes before and reached out to the show. We've been in touch. Had a lot of good ideas. Had a lot of thoughts. One of them was get rid of the shark. So we took that on board. No John Sharkey this week. You will know. Maybe maybe he never comes Is back. Is he hosting Green Machine next week? We'll find out. <laughs> who, who knows? He said he was unavailable. Who knows what he's up to? Uh, yeah, and um, we're on Instagram now. Jump on board. Blake and the Pork. Show your ass. Place your pork. Enter the competition. We've had a few more entries come in. None have really caught the not eye a, or the imagination. No. Quite in the way. No, quite in the way of, 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 of some of the, the, the previous ones. You've got to lift. You've got to lift. If you, if you want to win this prize, you've got to actually earn it. We won't give it out at all unless we get good entries. That, that's the thing. We're not giving away the stuff. I'm not giving away my... We'll keep the honey. I'm not giving away my prize. But there's the best chance to put out a good entry this weekend because we get a Channel 9 game. We've yeah, got an right. afternoon game on Sunday. So yes. get out there. And I'm yes, not giving away crowd, my treasured seven-inch single of, of the Camper Raiders Woodger's song to anybody that doesn't put in a big effort. Not at all. Have yeah. you ever thought about bring, uh, entering some of Pork's Pickles in the Canberra show? 
No, no, they're just prizes and they're very special. For anyone who's wondering about whether my jalapenos are the best, they bloody well are. They are absolutely my eight by ten glossy of me in a in a Blake and the pork just beanie might just be me and my pickle with a beanie on it. <laughs> Look, <laughs> no one's going to want to win. Show us your pickle. Show us your pickle. I want to see your Okay, coming up, we got the after this weekend, we got the Roosters on Sunday five June. Um, uh, that will be impacted by win. Origin, and then we've got the Broncos on Saturday eleventh of June at seven thirty-five, and then the Knights at two p.m. on Sunday nineteenth of June. All right, I've got to go. So yes. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Here you's going. It's Canberra Raiders legend Laurie Daly here. Look, I just want to give a rap to this great football team that we all support. I mean, they're a football team that three weeks ago looked completely devoid of confidence. I was down there at Old Boys Night to watch this football team against the Bulldogs, and at that stage, they were a football team completely devoid of confidence. But Rick has really turned things around with this football team. Watching them against Souths last Sunday, they were a football team that looked to have rediscovered their mojo. They were throwing the pill around and just looked like they were full of confidence. So they're a football team that I think can give other football teams up the top of the ladder a lot of grief for the remainder of the season. So, credit to Rick, I look forward to sitting back with a frothy on Sunday and watching this football team go around against the Eels. And there's no reason why this football team can't win that game and go on a bit of a run. So, let's get behind this football team for the rest of the season and go the Raiders.